What's going on? This is Jealous Nick Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And guess what? We are back. <laughs> the band is back together. Yeah, man. After a long hiatus, we <laughs> all managed to dodge the Rooney. Right with Ryan. If you listen to the last episode, Ryan might have been Rudy Gobert. Ryan might have got the Rony. But everybody else avoided Ryan. I already caught the Rona, I think. What? <laughs> I, I think I already you caught it. <laughs> but 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 nah, but I'm good, beloved. But but nah, but nah, like that's our show. Good night. Your name is Ryan Gobert. Why did you not say that in the beginning? Your name is Ryan Gobert. Because the last episode we had, I think I came in at the end. Yes, yeah. you missed that. That's when Ryan revealed. Hey man, you know what? Months ago, I had to sick when I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I might have had it, maybe. All oh, on the mic. Yes, but we are back. We doing this Zoom thing like everybody else. And we will be back next week too. We we're gonna keep this thing going. Now we set up for real for real. We're gonna keep this thing going. But um and we're gonna talk some Knicks, damn it. We're gonna talk some Knicks. Let's do it. Let's do I'm it. I'm trying to see how you're gonna finesse these intros knowing that we're not to the left and the right end. Oh well we can figure this out right now. Alright, so on the screen <laughs> <laughs> right. To the left of me on the screen. Let's do it, okay. Is Miss Black Girl Magic herself. And you can't really see her, you just see her name. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to her, it's on hair problem. According to her. <laughs> <laughs> we roll with that. We roll with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm blaming on, on the lack of protective styles at the moment. Yes, yes, protective. It needs to be protected. Yeah. <laughs> Under me, I guess. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Ah, <laughs> oh, I gotta figure this intro out. Is <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts? Ryan G in the building. Yeah, man, in the building. This time, Ryan G is in his own building, in his own house this time. <laughs> right, right. And to my right, I can't even say double right. To my right, below me as well. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Is the famous blue check coming because he did a song with Red Man? Real soon. Real soon. That's Sean. That's Sean in the building. What's good? Yeah, man. You, yeah, man, man. We back. We back. We back. The band's back together. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Ah, we need to talk some some Scott Perry news because it was it was said that Scott Perry would be uh he'll be in charge of the draft but then news came out a little later that mm. you know what he won't just be in charge of the draft he will have he'll be back as gm can you read that news for us ryan real quick read the news oh you wanted me to read the news yeah exactly exactly what it says on, on the news of scott Perry. uh y'all need to talk for a bit so i can bring up to all oh, the site oh never mind i thought you had it ready never mind <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, man, stats. No, 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 I, I, got, I got other stats well in the back. I didn't know I was supposed to have that up already. You got nothing but time. Pre production, pre production, guys. <laughs> all right, so, um, all right, so Scott Perry will remain general manager of the New York Knicks after agreeing to a new one year deal with the team on Wednesday. Boom, there we go. Right yeah. now it's Sunday, it's not Wednesday anymore, but Scott Perry will be with the Knicks for one year. 
And I feel like it's been Knicks reviews, man. There's been Knicks fans who do not like it. There's Knicks fans who love it. Um, some in the middle. Me personally, I always felt like Scott Perry was in the shadow of Steve Mills. And yeah. there were moves that happened that I couldn't really say this was Scott Perry's complete fault, but this is Steve Mills is doing. And right. with that in mind, I, I'm not completely upset that Scott Perry is still here. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Uh, honestly, I, I think I'm with the crowd of people that's on the fence with that for the same reason. I want to see, I want if he's going to die on his sword, I want to see him die on his own sword and not have Mills influence anywhere. We can't blame it on anyone else right now. Like, let's see what his reign is like on his own without being partnered with Mills' decisions. I know Rose is probably gonna, you know, have some saying what what's going on as well. So that might be a leash. But um, yeah, let's see what happens, man. I agree, man. And it's like, you know what, too? You just don't bad. I feel like, like I said, there were certain things he did that he did well. Like the like the trade from Melo when he was Cantor, Dummy Dermot, and the second rounder. Right. The second right. rounder turned into Mitchell Robinson. Probably the biggest move he's made so far. Um, he drafted R.J. Barrett, kept it real simple. Another big move. Right? Um, I know Kathy didn't like this, but he traded Marcus Morris and got a first-round pick. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> but to me, you took a guy who was 30-something years old, was averaging 13 points a game the year before that, Flipped we'll him one year that. later and turned into a first round pick. Right. It's true. That, yeah. to, to me, that's and, that, a... and now we'll never know. <laughs> no, we do know. We know. We know. <laughs> we know that we got a first round pick. And that was a good move. <laughs> and he also there's the moves he didn't do too. He did not um he didn't end up trading um for D Lo, which I thought might have been you know a bad move because they wanted they wanted draft picks for D-Lo, and I feel like he, he might have been a little bit too expensive for us. Right. He didn't do that. He We didn't um end up trading a lot of our first-round picks. Matter of fact, we stockpiled them. We didn't take on any salary. He managed the cap well. Everybody mm-hmm. here is on short-term deals. We can let go a lot of these. Half, the, half of our contracts, we can let go at the drop of a dime. And with the cap space falling like it's about to with the corona situation and the NBA cap expecting to drop, having a flexible cap is invaluable right now. It's, it's going to give us an advantage against a lot of these teams who are strapped for cash when it comes down to free agency. So there's a lot of things that Scott Perry did that I feel like at least bare minimum earns him like the right to stay here. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Ryan? I know Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. I know. Go ahead, Ryan. All right. So, uh, my stance on this is that I agree he should be given one more year, but I have a feeling I know why he's given one more year. Why is that? Because um, I believe in 2021, um, you're going to have Masai Ujiri, Sam Press. I think both of their contracts are over, mm. and I feel like as if Leon Rose is thinking, you know what? Since Scott Perry was here with Steve Mills and it wasn't really him just making the moves himself, like he had Steve Mills there that he had to work with, he was like, all right, Leon Rose, like, all right, I'm going to give you one more year to prove yourself. 
If you show me within this one year that you can make the right moves for this organization, I may extend you more. But it, if within that one year you you know you flop, then you know what I have. Masai Ujiri is going to probably be out of contract. That's a great I'm point. Gonna, and Presley's going to be out of contract. Great point. And I'm going to go after one of the, one of those guys instead for the following season. That's, hmm. that's, that's, that's a great point. And we all know Dolan loved him some Ujiri, and so do right. I. And there was rumors about that a little earlier that said that we had to give up draft picks to get him that's here. Yeah. And I'm not for that, man. We just got our joint. Exactly. <laughs> Matter yeah. of fact, we got we we y'all remember we gave up a draft pick to get Perry. Yeah, that's true. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So so then to get rid of him a couple of years later and then give more draft picks to get somebody, I'm like, dog, let's let's, let's, let's stop the cycle. <laughs> let's keep it moving, and let's see what he does. He drafts well too, like right. Yeah, he drafts well, Drew. He, he he drafted well for Sacramento with my guy with the Dragon Ball Z hair. Oh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> 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 he backed the, He drafted Victor Oladipo. He got he got us Alonzo Trier, who some people still feel like he has something left in the tank, even though he might not be with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. This season, like he's done some good things. Yeah, even if he's not with the Knicks, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like he has something left in the tank. I mean, now, now there's been some bad too. Like you know, you know, bringing Moody here was was you know. You know. Well, yeah. What's, what was his name, Jay? Uh, okay, yeah. His name was Emmanuel. No, 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 that's not what you called him. What's his name again? Dude. Duty uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no gunshots. <laughs> oh man, dude. Okay, now I know a lot of people say that the Przingis trade is on Scott Perry's head. But what do you feel about those guys? Like about that trade? I mean. It's tough. I mean, according to what you hear in reports and things, it seems like the Porzingis Knicks relationship deteriorated under Phil Jackson. So I mean, I feel I feel like if you want to blame that trade on anybody, probably gonna have to blame that on Phil Jackson for kind of you know messing up the relationship to begin with. And then when Scott Perry came, it seemed like Scott Perry tried to repair things, and it just wasn't working. Like KP had his mindset, like you know what, like I want out of here. Yeah. So you hear in the reports, so it's like I don't really blame Scott Perry and Scott Perry for that because it's like it seems like. At that point, it's like, yo, he doesn't want to be here. So, like, we either gonna lose him for cheap, or we, or we get something for him. So, right, right. it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think that relationship was soured before that. You know, um, KP and his brother were like, we are done with the organization. You know, I just think they, they not only were concerned with how KP was being treated, but I don't think they just liked how the organization was treating the players in general. So, I, I, I don't think Perry could have done anything. At that point, to salvage that, and just the, just the trades in general, because people, because the biggest argument people have for for Perry is, okay, you know what? Yeah, he might have drafted okay, 
But when you look at the roster construction, we didn't win. And when you look at what we got back for the Brazingis trade, we didn't. We, all we got back was Desmond Jr. and Caspers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so you look at it that way. Some people are like, you know what? Perry is just as much to blame as anybody. We could have waited. We could we could have called this bluff, uh, KP's bluff, and just resigned him anyway. I wasn't for the calling the bluff thing, mm-hmm. but that is the counterpoint. Yeah, that toxic energy on the team, like calling the bluff, that wouldn't. Have, I don't think that would have been in my best interest. Yeah, that's the that's the best counterpoint to me is maybe we could have traded for somebody better, but I'm not sure what the market was at this point. I know they was really trying to um, get that done quickly, and a try to um, deflect from the drama because people know when you have the drama, sometimes the drama brings down the trade value. Absolutely. So I feel like the longer we waited to trade him, and the news game out came out that he want to be here, and blah, 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 that would have hurt our trade value trade value in general. So I don't think that was the right move in general yeah and i mean and you have to think about it too like could we have gotten better players for kp of course but then at the same time you have to remember the climate at the time because the big free agency was coming up and it was like yo like the main idea was to free up as much cap cap space as possible so we could bring in two big name free agents so Mm -hmm. it's like that was the main idea so i mean at the time it's like yo if we could just bring in another top pick in dennis Jr. and like just free up cap space and at the time, they supposedly thought that they had a good chance at KD and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was like, you know, just, just try your luck, you know, and just see what happens. It, it backfired, but I mean, it's Dog. A risk. if KD doesn't get injured, does Perry and Mil- does, does Perry and those guys look like a hero all, all of a sudden now, man? Right. Does the narrative change if KD never is injured in that season in the, in that playoff game? Might be. It, it, it could have been. Might be. I mean, looking at the Nets right now, if they if they were to come to New, if, if they were to come to the Knicks, we'd be in the same predicament we're in right now, though. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and and now and Fizz might still be here too. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> yeah. With KD here to, to cover up his faults and his lack of coaching. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, that would have been bad. Yeah, gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> Fizz still might have been here. We were one yeah, game, and we would have like, known. It's like when you think about the domino effect of one decision, man. Like if KD doesn't get hurt, then there's a whole different scenario. Knicks and Nets look different. Knicks and Nets look different. Like yeah, exactly. Then Kenny Atkinson is still with the Nets. You know what I'm saying? Because because Kyrie still because Kyrie won't even be there. You know what I mean? Crazy, man. Wow. Oh, everything could have changed. Everything could have changed. But yeah, that that's, I mean, to kind of end it off, I'm still with Scott Perry being here. Don't mind. This, despite, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how the season is yeah. going to go under him, what, what moves will be made in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with everything being shifted now, I mean, like, give the guy a second chance, especially in light of what's going on now. You know, he's earned it, like you said, Jay, earlier. Yeah, and I kind of just feel like, too, with Leon Rose being here, he's not in a position to just make wholesale changes. Like, people forget that Leon Rose is not a real, like, president. Like, he's, 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 he worked for the CAA. He's, he's an agent. He doesn't have people on staff. 
He doesn't have, you know, so he's making these moves. Like he he, he hired um I forgot his name from the Cavs to be the capologist to rework the system for the New um, York Knicks. David Black? Yeah, I don't think it's David Black. But he hired you can look that up actually. But um he's still putting his team together. He knows basketball, but he's not he doesn't know how to structure things. He doesn't know right. how to he's learning on the fly. So for him, for for people who are mad that this is happening. To me, it's it's a bigger red flag for me if Leon Rose just makes complete wholesale changes, Black learning Allen. on the job, this day one when he still himself doesn't really know what's what. So, um, it was Brock Allen that he hired, right? Yeah, Brock yeah, Allen, I, thank I was you. Just about to say, I just looked it up right now. Yep, Brock Allen. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, I'm rocking with Perry. End of the day, I'm rocking. I'm rocking with Perry at least for this year. I told you guys, Ninja P was going to escape. People was like, "Oh, he's going to Jay Ellis. He's going to not." Ninja P is going to escape. He has escaped. He's here for one more year. That's what Ninja P does. You can't hold that man down. See you next season. Hopefully, he doesn't trade my boy Frank. That's that's the only thing I'm scared about because he does not like Frank. If that CP3 trade happens, uh, it's a threat. Hmm. I said if that CP3 trade happens as a threat. No, absolutely. But why do you, why doesn't he like Frank? Because he's not his type of because Frank isn't uh, uh, that type of attack point guard. He's, he's not, not an aggressive point, point guard. Like he likes those De'Aaron Foxes. He likes the DSJ. He likes people who's going to attack and, mm. and Frank is not that. Mm. Uh, he's more of a system point guard. So and and he's a project too. So he is, but he's a system point guard who can defend. Right. We mm. see it, but you know. It, it, you have to have foresight for that, but yeah, that's that's the my biggest fear is him kind of trading Frank. Mm. But you know I'm a Frank guy, so you know mm-hmm. that's bias. Whatever. Yeah. Trade DSJ. And, and trust me, if he gets traded OKC, Frank is gonna flourish at OKC. Oh, oh, try, you know what? You know what? You know what, Ryan? That that's that's you bridging the gap perfectly, man. <laughs> bridging the gap perfectly. The OKC situation. So. It's, it's also come out that the Knicks the Knicks feel like they can trade for a disgruntled star in this offseason which is news to me because to me it just feels like you know we just kind of getting our bearings yes we have a bunch of first round draft picks but I don't think that the picks that we picked so far have developed into something of value of yet to say with such certainty that we can, you know, just trade for a, a disgruntled star right this second. So mm-hmm. that makes me a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I, like we were saying, they think they can trade for a disgruntled star or a star in general. And then you hear these Chris Paul news. And you, you, you heard that the Knicks feel like... Uh, Bringing Chris Paul in can actually jumpstart a winning culture. Well, okay. And I, we'll get to the other stars that they'll be looking at. But so now they're trying to get Chris Paul. What is that trade even going to look like? What do we need to give up for that? Nothing. Don't don't even think about it. Let's not consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, first, is it this worth it? This shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> no. Well, uh, uh, Christopher? Christopher. Yes, Christopher, yeah. <laughs> well, I was on, on SMY TV 
and they came up with two scenarios and Jay was like, money-wise, it doesn't work. But one I, of those scenarios does have Frankie Lakina packaged with Reggie Bullock for Paul. Well, well, the news is, news is a young piece would have to be involved. Right. Yeah, that's obvious. That makes sense. That makes sense, but you think Reggie Bullock and, and Frank is going to be enough to package to get Chris Paul? Well, to me, you have to put... You have to put Randall in there because let's, 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 let's be real. Chris Paul costs $44 million right. a year. He has two years left on his contract. Right. $44 million. Um, so you have to put in some big contracts and some veterans to at least kind of supplement that money. Julius Randall makes $18 million. And then you mm-hmm. got to add some things on, onto that. Then you got, you can maybe you, you can throw in, to me, you throw in Alfred Payton. Because mm-hmm. he's a point guard, you're gonna have too many point yeah. guards already. But who knows? Scott Perry loves Alfred Payton, though. Mm-hmm. He worked, he he tried for two years to get him there, and then and he just got him. So who knows if he'll do that? It's so interesting, right? So again, I'm looking at this article on SNY, and they're like, Julius Randle will stay. I, I, I'm I'm just conf- I'm really trying to figure out how they're working out this money situation. The only thing I can think about is that. Maybe the maybe what they're looking at is the contract that's gonna be off the books after the season. Maybe that's gonna be able to accommodate Chris's contract after you know for next season. That's what I'm thinking. So Bullock and Frank, I don't know. Bullock was what two million, one million. The Knicks have other players on the one year contracts, right? Right. So I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking that those one year contracts gonna be off the books, and that's gonna tie. Then, then oh no, no, I, I see what you're saying. I see. That's gonna accommodate CP3 salary. That's I, what I'm you so you talking about the Alfred Paytons and the and the yeah. uh, and the right, um, right, 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 right. Bobby Portis's, which we know. Well, we don't actually don't know because we haven't had a show since. <laughs> Bobby Portis is, is reported that the Knicks aren't interested in bringing him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mean to laugh. You you stop stop stop, stop, stop it stop it. Who are they really interested in bringing back though from this squad? Like who are they really interested in bringing? I would back? bring back. Bro. I would <laughs> ship Randall out of here and bring back. Man, listen. <laughs> you bring Portis back before Randall. Yes. I, but I don't know why. Bye. No, I, I mean, but Portis was actually making good contributions to the team. Why are they not interested in bringing him back? I don't maybe because he, he, uh, he he's still inconsistent. Yeah, he was just inconsistent in the beginning of the season. I feel like he, he put it and Randall's like the pillar of consistency. I mean, he put up twenty nine. He put up twenty and nine. That was consistent. He's been consistent. He's he's just been consistently turning the ball over as well. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. My fault. <laughs> but Chris Paul. <laughs> Okay, so in the event that Chris Paul actually gets here, like mm-hmm. if, if we win the lotto, right, we get real lucky and we draft someone like LaMelo Ball. Right. Who Kathy should get familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will not. I'm not a believer yet. But I want him to make me oh. a believer, though. Oh. Not that he has anything to prove to me in particular, but like, make me a believer. <laughs> yeah, he, trust me. When you look at this draft, he's, a, he's like, anyway, besides the point. If we if we draft a guy like Lamelo Ball or Killian Hayes, and then we bring in a guy like Chris Paul, who's just gonna take away minutes to play thirty minutes a game, then to me that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for me to, to just straight up just go Chris Paul at that moment because I, I feel like at in that at that point 
we have a guard who's going to be able to give RJ the ball mm-hmm. and and kind of run the rest of the team kind of sufficiently and still be able to kind of learn on the fly. Mm. Right? Because the thought of having Chris Paul here is just, is just the thought of having a really expensive uh, coach on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, no one is expecting to win a chip. We're just paying premium dollars to have on the floor coaching. That's like, that's, <laughs> that's really I mean, what it's for. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's one of the best damn coaches on the court, though. Right. <laughs> and then he'll be able to teach everybody else. And RJ and and Mitch and those guys should be better in the long term for it. And even like Chris Paul, I credit Chris Paul for getting um, yo, I keep forgetting his name. He was on the Clippers, then he was on the Pacers. And the Lakers was, was was talking about picking him up in all um at the trade deadline. Darren Collison. Oh, yes, yes. I feel like Chris. Darren, See, the reason why Darren Collison Chris is so when, good because of Chris Paul. Go ahead. What are you saying, Kathy? I would have been here for Chris if we got Chris before, like when right after the Rockets let him go, and instead of him going to OKC, he would have came to us. I would have been here for that instead. But now, I mean, the team is already too new. Like. It's either we're gonna go young and new or we're gonna be old and we're gonna be what we were, what we always are. It was because if we get Chris, who else are we gonna be able to pick up after that? Nobody. But that's just, yeah. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe somebody else, because we, we have so many flexible contracts, maybe we'll be able to like wrap some maybe one other person if that and then a bunch of but Nah, I'd have been good if we tried to get him after after the Rockets. That's the thing. It was that's the thing. It's, it would have been more difficult. It would have been more crazy for me to offer up something of valuable to him when he was on the Rockets because he was injured mm. on the Rockets. This is the he first year he hasn't really been injured. We could probably talk him out of some money. He's not getting talked about a forty-one. Nah, he ain't getting talked about a nothing. <laughs> and if you if, if you guys you thinking oh we creating Chris Paul and he can opt out, I've heard him say he's not he's not opting out of forty-one million. Well, then he don't need to play for us. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's, here's yeah. my thing though. I, I I've had a lot of thoughts. At first, I was against it. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be here because I was like an older player, injury prone. Yeah. You see where you're going, Edson, right? You see where he's going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but I've really thought about this lately. Okay. And I just want to bring up some stats right quick. Oh, snap! Stats in oh. the fact. Oh, that's the stats yeah, he had ready. The facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He said he was prepared. Mm. So. You know, I just looked at past situations where Chris Paul moved from team to team, mm-hmm. and the impact he's had on that team throughout his career okay so the first six seasons he's with the, the new orleans hornets then when he moved to the clippers right so you know i just wanted to see the jump from the season previously with the clippers to when he joined the team so here's the jump in 2010 2011 this was before chris paul came okay the clippers were 32 and 50. Mm-hmm. So chris paul came in 2011 2012 the Clippers turned it around and was 40 and 26. That was a shortened season. Okay. So the Clippers went from being 18 games under 500 to 14 games over 500. Oh! Within a season. Okay. So now I went, now I, I 
check to see the difference between him going from the Clippers to the Rockets. So the previous season before he came, that was the 16-17 season. Mm-hmm. The Rockets were 55 and 27. Immediately the next season, the Rockets won 65 games and got to the conference finals. And they probably should have won that conference finals if it wasn't for Chris Paul getting hurt. Oh, but yeah, but then he got hurt. Exactly. I mean, this argument is that you can make an argument that the Rockets, you know, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, they would have probably beat the Warriors and made the finals. You can Absolutely. Make but Absolutely, I mean, but those yeah. those uh, those other teams that he were on, he had other uh, contributors. And, who and, do we have that can work alongside besides RJ and Mitch? Who do we really have that's really gonna give us some points and give mm-hmm. us some good minutes? That's the thing, Kathy. But but but, but now with OKC now, because we have to remember OKC has a bunch of young players on that squad. Okay. And with CP3, they're forty and twenty-four, and there's that's a good. bunch of young players on that squad, really. So to me, it's like. I feel like CP3 can have a positive effect on the squad overall. And he's only going to be here for like maybe two seasons. You know, next season, then, the, then he's going to opt in because he wants his money. Mm-hmm. And be it the following season, say, for example, the Knicks do drop a, low, a LaMelo ball or whatever the case may be. LaMelo ball, I'm not saying Chris Paul and LaMelo ball is similar because they're not. But what they do share is that court vision. Like, you right. know, they, they, they are point guards that like to pass the ball and find other teammates. And I feel like if that happens, Chris Paul can kind of coach up LaMelo like how he was coaching up Shea Gilgis Alexander in OKC and have and have him become a better player. So that when those two years pass and let and say LaMelo Ball's entering his third season, he's gonna learn he's he's gonna he's gonna learn so much from CP three that he's gonna be ready to take the reins and be like, you know, this is my team now. And, and lead Knicks towards, you know, the glory, you know, glory, hopefully, you know, after that third season or whatever. And that's my thing with Ryan. Like, I'm I'm, I'm with you and I've softened my stance on the CP3. At first it was a hell no, but then it's like, when you sit down and think about it, it's like, you know, what? in a certain circumstance, I think I might do it. But then it also depends on what we're giving up. That's Because if, if we're giving up DSJ and, and Randall, Mm-hmm. All right, Kathy on the bus. Is I hear you. <laughs> Go on, oh, <laughs> Hope you're practicing social distancing on the bus, Kathy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, definitely am. Definitely am. All right. <laughs> but I think I think that was what I was going to interject because I I think those are actually um some really good stats. When you look at his impact on the team, that's great. But what are we giving up to get him? Right. Yeah. Because they want young players. Pieces. Right. Are we giving, are we giving up pivotal pieces that we can build upon with, you know, with the knowledge set, you know, set that he has, you know, or are we going back to ground zero? What yeah. young players would you give up? If any, because yeah. I'm giving up DSJ. Yeah. He's, he can go. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely keeping Mitch at all costs. Keeping like, Mitch. If we keep RJ, we keep um, Knox. Knox can go. We got to look at it, right? Because Frank, I want to keep him. But if we have to move him, I want to keep him, though. Mm-hmm. Knox, I don't really have thoughts on me. I think he can, he can go. I think mm. Knox can go. Yeah. I think Knox, I, I, I'd be willing to give up Knox for that. I might actually yeah. keep Knox. I would actually try to anyway. 
You would keep not. I think so. In that scenario, he's gotta show me something like if the NBA season comes back, like he has to show me something because I definitely want to see something. Me much, I'm like, yo, if there's a trade that comes down for CP3 or another disgruntled star, <laughs> he's gone. I'm sorry. I actually feel like DSJ might have more value than Knox, only because I can't see them only going for DSJ though. Nah, it would be it would have to be DSJ, um, possibly Randall, or. One of these other, one of these other picks, probably um, Reggie Bullock because he, he's on a short contract. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not giving the first round pick. I know that. That's a dub. That man plays. I'm <laughs> not doing that. Um, may, and maybe some of these fillers, like these short contracts, so if they're trying to get in the contract, they, we can easily make a trade, and then I, they can probably get cut later. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or maybe they might need a point guard too, so they might need Elvin Payton for for insurances to just to let somebody know that you know he can do something. Mm-hmm. Just in case DSJ doesn't pan out, but DSJ has an upside. So yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if we get a point guard, if we draft a point guard. Nah, if we don't get Chris Paul because I feel like he would help RJ and Mitch so much learn their game and and just elevate the whole team and what to, on how to play and I hope he would help so much. It mm-hmm. might be worth the money, and considering the fact that you know free agents aren't flocking to us anyway, so people were like, you know what, you're not gonna be able to get free agents in 2022. Like, we, we they ain't flocking to us anyway, so I'm, I might do it. That's that's how I feel. I feel like I feel like he would have the same effect that Jason Kidd had. Like because he's like an on the floor coach. Yeah, especially people people keep people compare him to an old Jason Kidd. Yeah, know? like when he because when Jason Kidd came to the team, like you know he was clearly older, but he still had game. Like he still had the, the high exactly set the yeah. table one shot. He still knew how to set up the team, and I feel like that would be it. You know, if this would pan out, that would be the effect that he would have. Yeah, exactly. So th- so that's my stance on it. Get Chris Paul here. Fleece them on a trade, and then uh, possibly get their GM the next season. <laughs> yeah. Get Chris yo, Paul, then get I, Sam Presti. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if Sam Presti willing to do that, though. Like, Yo, like, yo, do us a solid. You coming here next year anyway. Like, exactly. You have, like, a pre-contract set of, like, you know what? I'm going to come to you out in 2021, so I'm going to try and yeah, I'm going to fleece the team on this trade. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the deal deal on the side side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now nah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Sam Presti, if you're listening, you are. <laughs> Help us out, yo. Help, Help us out, out, yo. Scott Perry, make it work. Leon Rose, make it work. Yes. And, and speaking of Scott Perry, you know people have people know that Scott Perry he likes the old players. He he has an affinity for the players that he's drafted, and he always tries to bring them here. Mm. Um, and I feel like the same thing can happen next season because mm-hmm. the news has come out that uh <laughs> the knicks the nets and plenty of other teams are in position to be aggressive if oladipo victor oladipo becomes available and if you don't know scott perry drafted victor oladipo Ooh. Oh yeah, magic. Yeah. Yes. Have a, have a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. So they know we know each other, man. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here, I'm here for that. 
Yeah. But uh, at what cost, though? Because his here here is the thing: the Pacers and Oladipo, they're having some issues because the, the Pacers decided they wanted to uh, try to extend his contract, and they offered him a four-year extension at eighty million. And mathing that up, and he was like, "Wait, eighty million? <laughs> he started counting. Wait, that's that's only twenty. That's only two more, two more million. And Julius Randle, you gonna you gonna give me? <laughs> you gonna give me Victor Oladipo two more million and Julius? No, no handle Randle. Stop. Nah. <laughs> so he, he he's insulted. <laughs> Absolutely, to say, to say the least. As he should be. As he. Mm-hmm. But here's also the thing. The Pacers have money tied up already in, in Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. Mm. And Victor Oladipo, as we all know, is come off is coming off a huge injury. He has not been exactly the same player last season. Mm. But it's only one season. So yeah, he needed some time to get back. He needs some he needs he needs some time to get back. So the Pacers were asking the world for um who was on trade block last year for the Pacers? The center. Huh? You talking about Miles Turner? Miles Turner, yes. Miles Turner was on the trade block last season, and they were asking a lot for Miles Turner. So you would have to think if they were already asking a lot for Miles Turner to get Victor Oladipo here in a Nick uniform, RJ's gone. Absolutely. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. They're going to charge us. You're going to pay big for that. Big, big. RJ draft picks, possibly Mitch yeah, too. Yeah. We're losing at least one first round. Yeah. At least. So, so question to you, like you guys, knowing what you know about Victor Oladipo and the situation, how great he is, um, would you trade for Victor Oladipo if it means including RJ, draft picks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? I think that's too pricey, man. No, I wouldn't do it. I think it's too, it's too costly. It 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 looks good short term. I think long term is too expensive. Uh, ex- expand. So we get Victor Oladipo. We're gonna lose RJ, who we're kind of like booming to be one of the main pieces that we have now. We're gonna lose draft picks that we can use later. How many? I mean, how old is he now, Victor Oladipo? He's in the twenty. Twenty seven. 27. And again, yes, he needs another season to like see if he's really fully recovered from the injury. But then again, that's a question and an unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know. I feel like that's that long term that would be too expensive for us. I feel like we'd be taking a step backward in that position. Uh, for me, it's like looking at his um, contract details, like. He signed for one more season. He's gonna be a free agent in 2021. For me, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'll, I'll take, I'll take my chances in free agency. Like, I'm not gonna really trade for him and bring him here and lose assets in the process. That's exactly. Yeah, and that report scares me, especially because it, it's, uh, it came from Ian Begley. So, so it's like, okay, it's, it's, you, you official, official. This is Ian Begley saying that the Knicks may be aggressive. So it's, it scares me a little bit that that's the thought, but. I'm also kind of like thinking there's other teams out there who probably have a lot more better assets than we do who are much more positioned to get Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I know we have the picks, but I don't think we have the players yet. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like, even as good as RJ is, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's super proven yet. To, to So that'll be interesting to see. That'll be interesting to see what um develops there. But I totally agree with you guys. I'm um he only averaged what 13 points, 13.8 points a game yeah. last season. Uh 39% from the field. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to trade it's one thing to give him money and nothing to jump the gun and trade all your assets. That's that's old, that's old Knicks to me. That's old. And hopefully we stay away from things like that. Yeah. 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 And I, that's all I got to say about that. I'm just trying to, man, I, I, I just think it's not, not, not in our best interest. Not in our best interest. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. Love you, Victor. Yeah, no, I mean, he's got an amazing game. Yeah. Like, long term, how's that going to affect us? Right. We, 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 Shot our shot like that before, and it hasn't panned out. <laughs> so Word. Let's, let's, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, it's like, I want to see him perform next season because I feel like this season's a wash because he's just coming back from injury. Let's see how Facts. Prove it. Just coming back from injury, and he's got a huge layover. Granted, I'm sure he's working out, but nothing compares to actually playing. So it's like we haven't really seen enough. Prove yeah. it. Super prove it. Yep. Are you? Next, 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 next. It's been the week of reminiscing. Let's do it. You know? It's been the week of reminiscing. You watch the last dance for weeks at a time. You know. And that's been showing every week. We'll get into that even later, later, later. But I'm not even talking about the last dance. I'm talking about another dance that happened on the Knicks. That was the last dance. <laughs> and, and he danced a dance to a song that didn't last too long. Talking about, talking about Jeremy Lin, Lin, Lin Sanity, man. The Lin Sanity era. Lin was here for two whole weeks. Tore the league up. Made the Knicks exciting. It was a cultural phenomenon. He clutch shot the clutch shot. Dropped 30 on the Lakers. Uh, yeah. 30 plus on the Lakers. It was like 30, 38, something like that. Yeah. Uh, game winners in Toronto. Right. Yep. Set the league on fire. Right. Only for him to miss the playoffs with a meniscus injury. Yep. Yeah. And not yeah. get resigned. Injury prone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you've seen throughout the rest of his career after, but you know. Yeah, it was not resigned at all. And I'm gonna say this, and news came out last week, this is interesting to me. And uh <laughs> here's news. Uh Jeremy Lin was just interviewed on MSG. Yep. And during the interview, he said uh he talked about the time when he was a free agent for the Knicks, and the Knicks encouraged him to, to look around, get a contract, you know, get your, get your, and you know what, we'll we'll match, we'll, we'll bring you back, we'll match. So he he does that, and he go to Houston. Houston offers him a contract, the famous Jeremy Lin Poison Pill contract, and Lin turns to his agent and says, "Hey, can you get Houston to lower the contract for me?" 
He just admitted this. The contract is too high. It's too crazy. I don't want this much. The Knicks will never match. He was willing to give up money to come back to New York. But, but he was like, his agent was like, no, it's too late. We can't do that. It's the only contract we got. You got to sign it. The rest is history. Jeremy Lin is gone from the New York Knicks. Goes to the Houston Rockets. Interesting times. Interesting times. Interesting. How do you feel? How do you? So I actually looked up, looked at that as well. And like, initially the Knicks were going to be able to match Houston's contract. And they added that extra $50 million at the last year, I think it was, mm -hmm. so that they could match it. Um, Around this time in Sandy, I remember you used to come to the crib and you watch some of the games. And I'm like, I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> couples, so there's a couple, I'm trying to capture all my thoughts and feelings because it's just so many. One, at first I was a little like, damn, Melo's down. Who is this guy? But the team was actually playing better. Yeah. Because like, the ball was moving, the team was playing better. My only thing was like, you guys are getting hyper with this guy, you know, Jeremy Lin. He's only got one hand, really. Yeah. <laughs> one thing. I'm like, he's only got one hand. He's a defensive liability, but he's I like his energy. But I'm like, I'm not buying a jersey and like jersey shirts. It's like You're a hater. Like, You're a hater. You know, like when someone's like, yo, you gotta watch this show, bro. Or you gotta watch this show. Uh, I'm away. Really good, and then I watched it. I was not jumping on insanity because everybody else was jumping on it. It was an exciting time, I will not lie. It was an exciting time for the Knicks, especially that Lakers game. Not only because of uh, uh, Jeremy Lin, Kobe had a crazy game in the last the fourth quarter, but Jeremy Lin was a phenomenon. It was, I think, for me, it, 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 it idealized social media and how pop culture can take over and I think that's what it was I'm just so anti-pop culture and that's what Jeremy Lin represented for me yeah I was like, oh, and listen I'm just saying how I felt at the time the hate is real with this one then, <laughs> after he left the Knicks we saw holes in his game I was like I told you I told you I told you but again my personal feelings but I do think it was an exciting time for the Knicks during that time because they were playing just a different style of basketball. Um, Carmelo was down and the ball was moving. The ball was moving tight. Chandler's getting the ball. Um, who was that shooter? Oh. Steve Novak? Novak was getting the ball. Like, I mean, it, this was, and, and when I look at it, I'm like, oh man, this is like one of my favorite, like the Knicks team there. Was, that, yeah, cohesion. Plays like Bill Walker better. I mean, Walker was playing better. I'm like, yeah. Listen, again, all those things I understand, but it was, I don't think it was Jeremy Lin himself. I think it was the pop, and he had more control over that, right? Mm -hmm. But it was the, the pop culture aspect of it. I'm like, nah, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon yet. I need to see what happens. Yeah. But good time in basketball for Knicks basketball. I'll say that. So, were you happy that, so you were happy that um, Knicks didn't match? No, I kind of wanted to see him back, and then again, it was just the pop culture aspect. Okay, so you were you were into Linsanity, but you wanted him. Back. I like Jenny Lynn. I wasn't into Linsanity. Okay, okay, all right, all right, fair. You know you're downgraded. You downgraded from hater. 
You downgraded. <laughs> downgraded from hater to slight disrespect. <laughs> All right. What about you? What about you, right? I don't Me even know if Kathy's here. Like... Kathy, you there? Yeah. All right, cool. Yo, I feel like you get that that work meeting that one person who has the <laughs> the black screen. Word. They feel like they did, but they in the bathroom. Right. They making eggs. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so um insanity now. Um I mean during the time, like Linsanity Lin had me hyped during the time. I'm not gonna front, like I love the way he was playing ball for the Knicks. I love the fact that the Knicks were playing better. Because Ryan is in the hater. Squad. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> that whole time it was like, yo, I can't wait till Melo come back. Because I'm like, yo, when Melo come Mello, back. Melo, yo, when Melo get. Exactly, when Melo get back and, oh. and you know, and staying the way he is, it's a wrap. But then, uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. When Melo came back, things just started to uh, listen, go down. <laughs> Melo was too big of a personality on that team. And he demanded the ball. But the thing that I don't, and I don't know what Melo's thought process was at the time, because I know he's a top tier player, but it's like, if when he moved without the ball, he was scoring better and easier. Mm-hmm. Why not? But it was just, I think it might've been an ego thing at the time. I don't know what it was. It was, yeah. it was an ego. I think it was a bunch of things, man. I think it was ego. Yeah. It was D'Antoni didn't figure things out because D'Antoni ended up quitting as well. Because yeah. he couldn't figure it out, and you know, D'Antoni is a point guard coach. Yeah, uh, he likes the he likes to coach through the point guard and back out. Mm-hmm. So having Melo back for him was probably the biggest mind crap yeah. ever. Like yeah. I don't know, he didn't know what to do with this information, and he just like, you know what, I'm I'm going home. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I quit. Bye. Exactly. I mean, like, if you look at all of D'Antoni's teams, like, when he was the most successful, it was his time with the Suns and his time with the Rockets. It's like he had that established point guard, you know, where the offense ran through him. Like, in Phoenix, he had Steve Nash. In Houston, he had, you know, he has James Harden. Right. So it's like, so it's like D'Antoni wants to, you know, teams that have that point guard where you can run the offense through, which is why I think he loved Lynn so much, because with Lynn, he was able to actually run his offense without Melo on the court. But you see, when Melo comes back now, D'Antoni already knows, like, I got to incorporate Melo into the offense and, and Melo got to be the exactly. guy the ball because... And you know how to do it. Exactly. And it's like, when you're doing that now and you're going back to ISO ball and things like that, right? I mean, that makes the point guard ineffective. But then that's interesting, right? So we look at... Houston Rockets, you said you mentioned like James Harden, but James Harden is not really a, a true point guard. He's also an ISO ball player. And he kind of mm-hmm. like, and I think that was the thing I was like, that's why I didn't work there either. Right. But uh, exactly. But, but, but it could have, especially when they had Chris Paul, mm-hmm. but I feel like they were using Chris Paul where they should have. They have Chris Paul playing off the ball and they had James Harden bringing the ball up most of the times. Again, James Harden is an elite scorer. But I'm like, if you're trying to, that's why they almost won before Chris Paul got hurt. Right. They were using Chris Paul the way they were supposed to. That team was like, was untouchable. Like they would have beat Golden State. Yeah. You also got to think too, Jimmy Lee wasn't a shooter. Right. He, he yeah. hit shots from time to time, but he wasn't like a some big three point right. threat. Right. He, he was streaky. Yeah, he was useful. Yeah. yeah. So that's another reason why. And to be honest, to be honest with you, my, my, my thoughts on Jimmy Lynn. 
I feel like like a lot of players injuries messed him up. Very true. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he wasn't, if he didn't have that injury history, I think he would still be in the NBA and playing pretty well. Like he still got to his, the whole. His game didn't evolve though. Because of injury, a lot of people's games don't evolve when they get injured all the time, you Because know? I mean, you get better in the off season. Even, even before before he got in, his game didn't evolve. Like he wasn't that great on defense. Like there was a lot of reasons why. Like, mm, what's that you say, Cap? <laughs> his defense wasn't good. His defense wasn't good. He bucked under pressure during certain um, against certain teams. Like Lin Sanity was good and Ryan. I'm in New York, he did. Stories, huh? In, in New York, he in New York he did. He was pretty good. But I mean, when he went to the Rockets, though, I'm mad you didn't tell the story, Ryan. How you ain't tell the? That's oh, how we met. Oh man! Oh, oh, man. oh, oh just like the Knicks dropped the ball the when they tried to sign Jimmy Lynn. Like, no, during the year of Lynn's sanity, that's where we pretty much all met. Like me, Kathy, and JLs. Even though me and JLs, me and JLs didn't really recognize that we were at the game together, mm-hmm. but me and Kathy, though, like we met at that game and. We actually took the train home together, and then that's how we actually got acquainted with each other. And then from there, it was like, and then, we've been four peas in a pod. Yeah. It's time for the most favorite part of the show. Oh, yes, sir. the Oopics. Yeah, for you, for you guys who don't know, the Oopics are the best highlights of the week. And since there's no basketball, we're not. We're gonna do a little bit different today. It's not gonna be. Highlights for the week. It's gonna be Jeremy Lin. Let's do it. Let's related do it. highlights, Edson. <laughs> All right. So don't hate. Pick something good. All right. All right. Uh, Who's going first? I mean, I guess I'll go first as you call me out. Okay. All right. Show your love. Show your love. Uh, all right. Um, it was actually the game we played the Lakers. We dropped like thirty-eight points. Mm. Um. It was in the first quarter. Walker gets the rebound off of a missed shot from Pau Gasol. Outlets it to right side. Jeremy Lin brings it up to like half court. Sees Tyson Chandler cut into the basket. Mm. Hits him with a half court dive pinpoint. Tyson Chandler with a yam. Boom shakalaka! Oh, okay, all right. Sir Yams. I see you, Tyson. We miss you, defensive pl- ex- defensive player of the year for the Knicks. Yes, now yes, gone, you got tired of mellowing them. But we man, still love you, though. There was a couple of players I was upset to have. Yeah, man. And all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Do your thing. All right. So my ooh pick is from the Knicks. Landry Fields appreciation post. <laughs> 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 we all love Fields. So, oh god! It was a play back in the 2011-12 season, the mm-hmm. Knicks against the Nets when they were still in New Jersey, where they should have stayed. But that's another, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, paint jobs, gentrification, yeah. all that. Yeah. So, there was a play where Darren Williams he had the ball in the wing. I've heard that name in a minute, Darren Williams. But yeah, Ooh. he had the ball in the wing. Okay. Sheldon Williams was cut into the basket. Matt Williams. Yeah, Darren Williams fed him the ball. <laughs> Sheldon one up, rejected by Stack. Oh, well, rejected. Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin started the fast break. Mm-hmm. He saw his man's Landry Field on the uh, on the wing. 
threw the ball up to him. Landry Fields cut into towards the basket. Okay. And, and saw Chris Humphreys there. Yanked it on him. Boom shakalaka! Oh! Landry Fields. Landry Fields appreciation. Yes. All right. That's Loki. Um, Chris Humphrey's thing, too. When was the last time we mentioned Word. Dunked it okay. on your boy, Chris Kardashian. That's nuts, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and then you never seen him again. Nope. Yeah, never seen him. After he got dunked on by Landry Field, you've never seen him again. Yeah. That's the story. That's the story I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have two who picks since no one picked the obvious one. Oh, you. I passed my. I passed mine to you, Jay. All right, all right, Dime. You diamond like you, you diamond like Lynn. First, who pick? <laughs> diamond like the Lamella. <laughs> who Kathy's sleeping on? Anyway, <laughs> stay woke. Anyway, so first, who pick goes to Jeremy Lynn, of course. Top of the key, Lynn versus Wall. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Leans right. Crossover, Wall's ankles go that way. Lynn drives to the lane. It opens up like the Red Sea, jumps up, dunks it. Boom shakalaka! You gotta mention John Wall's hands. John Wall's hands. John Wall's hands. He, John Wall had the hands like, what happened? Was Where's the defense? Where's my mans? No, 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 John. You the defense. What happened to you, John? Exactly. Shuffle your feet. Shuffle. Shuff, your feet. Shuffle. Slide left, slide right. Got crossed, bro. He was, he was, you, he was a disgrace to the name that day, that day, that play. (laughs) (laughs) My second ooh pick, because no one picked this one. This is you you mentioned Jeremy Lin. You gotta mention Knicks Toronto, man. You gotta mention (laughs) Knicks Toronto. Of course, the comeback win. Iman Shumpert steals the ball. Jeremy Lin, top of the key. Time running down. Nick's trying to call a pick. Jamie Lynn rejects the picks. Tells Dan Tony, "Nah, I got an ISO, son. <laughs> I got this. Son. I got this. Calderones on me. What the hell is a Calderone? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> dribble, dribble, pull up three. Nothing but net. Oh, that's yeah. it. The one thing I'll say about this time period and the next time, it really gave um." It was a good story, and that's why his marketing. This guy was sleeping on. Was it Fields' couch? Was it Landry Fields' couch? Yeah, it was on Landry Fields' yeah. couch. And he was like, not even guaranteed money. And this guy came from being a nobody and a no name to like being the Nick for like two weeks. <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the dream. Like you. Like, oh yeah. yeah. That's like the dream, you know. Just to get an opportunity to show that I belong. And the garden was fun. The garden was fun at that time. Yeah. And it was was fun watching the games. It was interesting too because he was saying he was scared. His agent was pretty much telling him, hey, don't be scared. Don't play tentative. Don't do that because you're almost out the league, buddy. (laughs) This is do or die time. This is do or die time. So don't be passing up shots playing conservative now. You, you gotta do what you gotta do, and it ended up working out for him. He actually got a contract. That yeah, save this career. Yeah, we out the league now. And he got a ring. He got a ring. He got monies. He got yeah. millions of dollars from Houston. Yeah, and he might be back. You never know. He might be back. Right. He's playing with uh, the uh, in Beijing, right? I think so. Yeah, China. Yeah. He's playing, and he said in Beijing, 
he gets insanity all the time. Like that's mm, that's life, like, you know. Um, but yeah, I, as a person, I really like Jenny's story and how he came from like the bottom and like this is what you dream about. Like there's people who are considered legends that don't have a ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and like, like, let's be real about it too. Like, how many guys we know come from Harvard and end up in the NBA? Like, let's be let's be real about One. it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the YouTube? There was like a YouTube video, and it was breaking down Jeremy playing the game. And it was a Chinese guy's voice doing like math equations. Damn, yo! I'm like disrespectful. 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 Man, and you know, thinking about it too. Like next week. I already got my idea who the old pick is gonna be for. All right, cool. Save those gems, buddy. You're saving that for next week. Yeah, yeah the name was Nick. I was like, you know what? I gotta show this dude love because when he wasn't Nick, I like this game. I think I know what you're going for, but I'm yeah. next week, though. Yeah. All right, now it's time for the other favorite part of the program. Yes, sir. Bruh. Bruh. Bruh picks. Bro, picks for guys who don't know are usually the worst plays of the week, or it doesn't have to be about basketball. It just be social bros, things that happen in the world that suck, that are stupid, that are dumb, all of the above. Exactly. The bro picks. That's, that's what bro picks are. Um, Edson, yeah. go ahead. I know because I know Ryan got thirty-seven bro picks. <laughs> Honestly, I have just one bro pick, and this bro pick goes to. Everybody who was out in Park, West Side, um, that didn't have no masks on, they weren't social distancing. Mm. I know the weather was nice, it was a Saturday, but we still don't really fully understand the scope of this thing. And yes, the curve is flattening, but New York is a hot spot. Like, just be safe. And and, and so the bruh pit goes to those people who are out there. The other bruh pit goes to I mean, I guess it's not a broad pick, but the cops were giving out masks to those folks. And some information that I just received from Mr. Ryan G was in Brownsville, it was a crowd of folks probably doing the same thing. The cops didn't get a safe response, but anybody who was out congregating in large numbers without really taking precautions, the bro goes to you. All right, hit, hit the bro for that. Bruh. <laughs> All right, I've been contemplating what was bra-worthy this week. Right. There's been a lot of stuff that's been happening. But, uh, damn, like, I feel like Trump telling people... Oh, boy. Oh, man, I forgot about this. To inject... (laughs) Inject bleach into your veins. Bleach? (laughs) To kill the Roni? Yeah, bleach. Kill yourself, man, man, bruh, bruh. And then had the uh, gods like, oh, nah, 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 nah. I was joking, bro. I was, I was. I was what I meant to say was, serious. it was y'all were taking me too serious, dude. Oh, this this uh, has to be like the dumbest president in history. I mean, Time Magazine, I think, had had it down. Like, this has to be one of the worst presidents. No, the dumbest. Time Magazine. Once you're on Time Magazine like that, it's etched in stone. Word. <laughs> and I know it's not a, But yeah, that, that's my, that's my bro. Yeah. And 
There's probably some other things. I have some personal bros, but I'll leave that alone. I'll give go ahead, Ryan. Take it away. Alright, so my first bro pick is gonna piggyback off of what Jay just said. My first bro pick goes to the people that actually listened to Donald Trump oh, and gosh. actually tried ah. to infect themselves with oh, uh, disinfectants and were calling in. I think what they said, Maryland, they had like over 100 cases of people injecting themselves with um, disinfectant or, or taking in disinfectant. That I think in New York, they had like over 30 cases or something like that. So, yeah, um, bro pick goes to those people who actually um, listened to um, President Trump Bruh. and thought that that would actually Bruh. work in fighting the, um, the Ronin. Bruh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Second bruh, it goes to the Rona. Just, just because. Just because, yeah, yeah you get that. You, 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 yeah. you caught that one too. Bruh. The third bruh goes to um this report that came out in Atlanta because in, in Atlanta, um, if you haven't heard already, they kind of opened up the um, they kind of opened it up a bit. Headlines, bowling alleys. Yeah. You know, typical spots where you know black people would freak. Exactly, the nail salons. Like... Man, exactly. they trying to kill. No, no, no. We already listen. <laughs> we don't want to get. We, we, we can probably talk about the political stuff on the other show. Exactly. You know. Yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. So this weekend, um, if you're a sneakerhead, you probably know that the fire red fires came out, and there was like this long ass line of people trying to buy fire at fives ignoring the social distancing no you didn't see many masks or gloves or none of that and they were just standing right behind each other for six a, feet waiting in a long ass line to get these kicks <sighs> sneakers over health word bruh bruh <sighs> that's that's sufficient <laughs> that's sufficient that's sufficient man that's sufficient I, I, I think I think so. Yeah, man. Dang, everything was was rolling rolling related. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's all that's really dominating anything and everything right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, all right. Can I give a broad to uh, the Tootsie slot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruh. man. <laughs> Bruh. I hate that song. I know I'm on the minority. I know everybody loves right foot, left foot slide. No, I know I, everybody loves it. I can dance that Michael Jack. Son. Oh! I'm not Lyricist of, of the... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm definitely not a fan of that. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm old. It's fine. <laughs> That's okay. So, you know. Hey, I'm looking forward to the, the album, though. But, man, I... It, it, I knew what it was. I knew it was a money grab. It worked. It worked. Yeah. So obviously, you know what? Brought to me because it worked. <laughs> Brought to me. Bruh. It worked. It's all marketing, bro. It worked. He was like number one TikTok. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, it's all marketing. It's like, what can we do that's going to have everybody doing it? It's marketing. That's all. Yeah, pretty much. It was smart. I'm, it was actually I'm smart. Missing, I'm missing a song. That everyone can dance to. I'm I'm gonna make up a dance. That's I'm going to capitalize on TikTok, and I'm gonna make up a dance, and that's what I'm gonna do. And it worked. So, but it, it made sense. I'm sorry, guys. I'm angry. <laughs> I mean, I was just like Edson. He's rubbing off on me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is our show. Um, well, we we're gonna keep this up. Now that we have the setup going, you're gonna have us live on. Well, not live, but you know. We're gonna have to record this content on YouTube and all this other stuff. 
So definitely check out the next show next week. Exactly. Um, you can definitely find everything on nickatimeshow.com. Um, you can also find us on soundcloud.com slash nickatimeshow, youtube.com slash nickatimeshow, and all those things. You can also follow us on all social media as well. That's facebook.com slash nickatimeshow. You want the KLT show on Twitter? Yes. A bigger time show on Instagram. And you also buy merch. See this Knox shirt behind me? You can buy that. Yeah. All the time by Jay Ellis. Oh, yeah. Jay Ellis, Jay Ellis Ross things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can, and you can find me on Instagram too at Jay Ellis Ross things. You can find me there. That's what he does. He draws things. I draw things. That's what I do. All right. All right, cool. So, Ryan, where, where can they find you? Wait, maybe no, no. Edson, where can they find you? They can find me everywhere. At Edson Sean E D S O N S E A N, and every Friday I will be doing a live stream concert seven thirty on my partner Aaron Maya. Yo, it's at Right Angle W R I T E dot Angle A N G L E. Yes, for the music, live music. You're gonna hear live Jill Scott, Erica Badu battles, and then you you check out Right Angle. Right exactly. after or before. Yeah. I don't know when they come on. Check it out. Rail Ryan, where can they find you, man? You can find me on IG at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. And also, don't forget Kathy Steele. What is it? Underscore K A T H Y S T E L E. Yes, find her too. That's how she says it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to find it right now, just to verify. Just to verify, but she on she on Instagram right now. There, there, yeah, exactly. Too. And uh, 